Hello everyone, good morning once again and it's a devotional series, okay? And uh, in this particular series, we're discussing the revelation of Jesus Christ, the revelation of Jesus Christ. And um, this is an interesting topic because it exposes you to who Jesus is, the capacity of Christ, the power of the prize, the implication of the position of Jesus Christ over the church in our lives and the implication of the price he paid on Calvary and what it does for us. So we'll quickly read Revelation chapter 12, verse 79. But throughout this season or this week, we're going to be looking at, you know, the revelation of Jesus and see the deep truths that are attached, you know, to who Jesus is and what he is all about. I um Okay, so Revelation 12, verse the topic for today, though, before I read that, is the reality of the battle. That is the reality of the realm of the spirit. So Revelation chapter 12, verse 7 to 9, it says, War broke out in heaven. Michael and his angels fought with the dragon, and the dragon and his angels fought back. But they did not prevail, nor was there a place found for them in heaven any longer so the great dragon was cast out and that serpent of old called the devil and satan who deceives the whole world he was cast to the earth and his angels were cast out with him take note he was cast towards the earth and if you remember clearly revelation says oh woe to men on earth for satan has come down to you so that tells you that there is a real battle on earth. Now to the devotional, it says, Now war arose in heaven. Michael and his angels fought against the dragon, and the dragon fought back. You know, this is Revelation 12 verse 7. It says, We live in a world of unseen spiritual reality. 98% of matter is actually invisible. So perhaps it is no surprise that there is an invisible world of spiritual realities. As Shakespeare wrote in Hamlet, There are more things in heaven and earth, Heratio, than are meant than than are dreamt of in your philosophy. So from Genesis to Revelation, we are told of an unseen spiritual world, a world of angels and demons, a world of epic spiritual battle. In Revelation 12, the curtain is pulled back on the spiritual realm and we see the fierce battle raging against the cosmos. Now war arose in heaven, Michael and his angels fighting against the dragon and the dragon and his angels fought back, but he was defeated and there was no longer any place for them in heaven. And the great dragon was thrown down, <clears throat> that ancient serpent who is called the devil and Satan, the deceiver of the whole world. He was thrown down to earth and his angels were thrown down with him. Revelations 12, 7 to 9. So that tells you what is going on on earth and why we have a lot of demonic manifestations on earth because Satan and his angels were thrown down to the earth and the the Bible said to the it says woe to the inhabitants of the earth because Satan has come to be with you so you can imagine you know the wrath with which Satan is on the earth and you can imagine the implication of the kind of person Satan is and why the angels are saying woe to men on earth because men they are saying wahala has come to you guys on earth because this guy is not somebody who who rests he's just a mad person and a complete troublemaker he's still continuing he says we may not be certain what all the symbols of revelation refer to but there is no mistaking the reality of the battle what does the bible teach us about this battle one you're a target in the battle yes you 
<laughs> That's every one of us. Satan and his demons will try to divorce your soul and ruin your life. They use deception, condemnation, accusations, temptation, intimidation. Listen. I'm the one saying now, listen, take note of those things again. The tools and the strategy of Satan to battle us is deception. Deception is anything that has a similitude of truth, but it's not. You know, it looks real, but it's not. Condemnation. Always want to give you the impression that you've done something and wanting you to, you know, put the weight of it on you. Accusation. Condemnation is, you know, putting the weight of the body. And the accusation is looking for evidence against you. Temptation. Setting you up to make the mistake so that he will have something to accuse you of and hopefully condemn you for. Intimidation. You know, posing in front of you as if he is more than what he is. It says, be alert. Be alert. Be alert. It says, fight this battle in Christ's strength. Put on the full armor of God and be strong in the Lord, not in yourself. Fight the battle with your sword, just like Jesus did in Matthew chapter 4. Wield your sword, the word of God, to defeat the enemy. We ignore God's word at a spiritual peril. You cannot, I'm saying now, you cannot deal with Satan outside the word of God. You, there is nothing to deal with the devil. There's no conversation to have with the devil or any devils. We outside the word of God. The, the, it's not a negotiation. The dealing resource is the word of God. The basis for talking with, the, having any, um, in, that dealing and intervening for yourself or with any other person with Satan is God's word. That is the evidence. The word of God is the body of evidence with which we deal with Satan. There's nothing else. Now, worship is also a powerful weapon of war. Worship is a powerful weapon in the war. The root issue of the war is worship. The root issue of the war is worship. The root issue of the war is worship. What does that mean? Satan's primary focus is that Satan wants the worship that rightfully belongs to God. And that's why the devil keeps looking for strategies to discredit God, okay? He says, when we worship God, we declare our worship and loyalty to God and we draw near to him. And then God pours out his spirit upon us and the devils flee. So worship is warfare. Worship is warfare because Satan's battle is to collect the loyalty, the focus, the worship that belongs to God. The loyalty and the devotion that God requires of men. That Satan craves it. If you remember in Isaiah 14, this is me talking still. Satan went up to the mount and said, I want to be like God. I want to sit on the sides of the north. You know, I, I want to be like the most high. You know, I want to be like, he wants to walk in the coals of fire. He wants to sit on that same throne. He wants to see what it feels like being God. So basically, Satan's ultimate, his biggest hope and agenda and desire is that he will be as God. Unfortunately for him, he is the created and God is the creator. And so worship is, a, is warfare, is, is you moving in the opposite direction of Satan's hope. Because Satan wants God's worship and you're not giving it to him. You're giving it to God, your creator. So worship is a battle tool. Worship is a battle tool. Then prayer. Prayer is a wartime walkie-talkie. Okay, says John Piper. Prayer is a wartime 
uh, walkie-talkie. He said, John Piper puts it best in the Let Nations Be Glad. He says, we cannot know what prayer is for until we know the, that life is war. We cannot know what prayer is for or the, the tool, it, you know, how it's, we cannot know what it is used for until we understand that life is war. Why is life war? Because Satan has come down to it. He says, woe to the sons of men because Satan has come to you. He says, yes, life is war. And that's not all it is, but it is always war. <laughs> it is always war. Our weakness in prayer is owed largely to our neglect of this truth or our ignorance of this truth. That life is war and life is always war war so prayer is primarily a wartime walkie-talkie for the mission of the church as it advances against the powers of darkness and unbelief it is not surprising that prayer malfunctions when we try to make it a domestic intercom to call upstairs or call the father for more comfort in the den so they gave us prayer as the tool to deal with life and its forces and limitations and many of us are using prayer as a tool just to pay buy comfort you know to buy comfort God did not call us, God is not against us having comfort, but that is not the focus. That is not what we're called to. Those things are support systems, I keep saying. You know, the power of prayer is to deal with the forces of life, overcome them, create capacity, grow and become that profitable tool that God can use to express himself effectively and successfully to, to mankind and to the world and to the earth, that God may prevail through us on earth that is what god has called us here to do and that's what the, the you know prayer is for says god has given us prayer as a wartime walkie-talkie so that we can call headquarters for everything we need as the kingdom of christ advances in the world so it still doesn't say that we have all kinds of prayer but basically prayer is a tool for building capacity prayer is a tool you know in communicating with god whether through communion through prayer through intercession through Everything you're doing, that expose of your soul to God is God to continue to refine you, clean you up and to continue to help you become and become and become who he wants you to be. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So God bless us this morning. We pray that the reading of the word of God would reveal God to us in dimensions that will give us total reformation, that will give us a total mind shift to understand that prayer is a tool that God gave us to be able to do his will on earth and that we are ambassadors and that life is what that we are here and we are not here alone, that Satan is here. And as long as we understand that Satan is here, he, he puts us in the place where we understand that we cannot take life casually and that God has given us the resource to manage ourselves, manage the earth and, you know, put Satan in his place. That resource is the word of God. That resource is the word of God. There is no conversation you can have in the realm of the spirit without the word. If you try it, you're going to be functioning from a position of disadvantage. So the word of God is the tool with which we deal in the realm of the spirit. And prayer is the life force with which we push the word through. God bless you. May the Holy Spirit cause his word to prevail and produce effectively in your lives and in our hearts. In Jesus name. Amen.